And now it's time for Houston's hottest relationship advice talk show, Love in Black with Tori and Terry. This show is sponsored in part by Gracie's on Kirby in Houston, Texas, and the Carabas Family Restaurants. And now your hosts, Tori and Terry. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Love in Black with Tori and Terry. What an amazing week, you guys. We thank you all that tuned in last week. You guys lit up our website. Oh, my goodness. All during the broadcast last week. It was just lit up. Wasn't it wonderful? It was great. You know, we were so excited to see you guys, not just on the website, but on our social media channels as well. Yeah, don't forget, I Forever Will Christian Marriage Counseling is our practice, and we can be reached via our website, iforeverwill.com. And if you want to catch any of our past shows, be a guest, advertise, or show sponsor, all you have to do is go to our media website at loveandblackwithtoriandterry.com. Just hit us up. You know, last week we started to give you some insight into the dynamics of our marriage, which was kind of new for us, actually. We've really never done that on, um, you know, in in media. And it's how, you know, we talked about how we navigate, right, through the work-life balance of being in business together, media partners, and a married couple. And it's not easy. But if you want anything, you have to work at it twice as hard. Yeah, as with anything. Twice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as with anything, you really have to work twice as hard. And in our case, you got two people living together, operating as one, trying to maintain balance and harmony, all while getting things accomplished. And this is most importantly, try not to get on each other's nerves. Say that louder for the people in the back. Try not to get on each other's nerves. (laughs) One of the the first things we discovered in order to achieve balance in our relationship is being able to be on the same page. In being on the same page, you're able to communicate more effectively as well as see things from the other person's perspective. Yeah, that's why we start out all of our clients with a simple love assessment called the five love language tests from Gary Chapman. And uh, that's the one we like to administer. We love it because it shows people how to express and show their love. Yeah, love languages are not another language, but they relate to human psychology. So think of it like this. These are the five love languages. And I always mess that up. So I'm gonna say it again, because it's a tongue twister for me for some reason. The five love languages. Okay, here we go. One, words of affirmation. Two, quality time. Three, acts of service. Four, receiving gifts. And five, physical touch. Yeah. And, you know, these five areas of human needs are innate in each and every one of us. You know, it's so funny how people we counsel, they have never heard of the five love languages. And um, when we start to uh, talk about their relationship, the dynamics of their relationship, they actually start to illustrate them, you know, by saying, so um, true. you know, like the boyfriend or the husband, for instance, he might say that his significant other doesn't show him an appreciation. This is a definite sign that he's lacking words of affirmation or he needs to hear these types of affirmations to affirm him or give him just a feeling of self-worth. Yeah, and on the other hand, I can remember distinctly, you guys, I would buy gifts for my husband and he would seem so unappreciative. And it was because receiving gifts is my love language, not his. So I was trying to love him from my love language instead of loving him from his. Yeah, and you know, I really like, and I really appreciate the gifts, baby. Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, thank that part, say that part. But I would, <laughs> I, I really like to give gifts, but I also, I mean, I'm sorry, I really like receiving gifts, but I would rather give gifts. So when I receive something from her, 
I would thank her, but not in a way that she felt grateful enough or even wanted to be thanked, you know? And the insane part of it all is that neither of us realize how we were not meeting the mark and communicating with each other, even from the psychological standpoint. Yeah, that's true. We're going to take a short break, but when we return, we're going to talk about how you can effectively communicate with your partner in their own love language. We're going to hit the, we're going to try to hit the mark this time and really help break that down for you, okay? All right. Do that, baby. All right. Don't go away. We'll be right back. I'm so tired of your narcissistic personality. I'm tired of you not validating my feelings. What? What about when you cheated on me with my best friend? Mother. Whoa. Does this sound like you need help in resolving the most simplest of issues? I Forever Will Marriage Counseling has helped many couples overcome these challenges and many others. Contact us today at iforeverwill.com or call us at 346 349 6441. And now back to Houston's hottest relationship advice talk show, Love and Black with Tori and Terry. This episode of Love and Black with Tori and Terry is brought to you by Gracie's Restaurant on Kirby Drive and the Carabas family of restaurants. If you would like to be a guest, sponsor, or advertise, contact us at info at loveandblackwithtoriandterry.com. Hey, and we're back. Hey, we're still discussing communications, this time under the context of love languages. Let me ask you this. Have you ever been like really into someone and you had so much in common and you just knew you guys were soulmates, but the relationship often led to frequent miscommunication, disagreements and everything. And you just never felt like you guys, you know, like your needs were going to be met. Right. So it may be because the two of you didn't know each other's love languages. Could be. One of the important factors to consider when looking at each other's love language is what makes that person feel loved will not make Mm. another person feel loved. You know, you've got two different people here. Therefore, we have to discover and talk to each other's love languages, not our own, as my wife was doing when she was buying me the gifts. Exactly. So what do we do? Our communication is so off Mm. that we can't or won't apply the love languages to our relationship. What do we do, honey? I don't know. (laughs) You know, it's uh, it's very important to consider um, counseling when you get to that point in your relationship. Um, You know, because if you're trying to still do the same things over and over again, which is what we call insane, you know, you, you're trying to self-medicate and it's not helping. So consult the experts, go to counseling. And uh, even though you're aware that you and your mate have these love languages, that doesn't mean that you know how to introduce them intentionally to each other to get the results that you desire. Yeah. I tell you what, look, let's do this. We're going to take, let's say we take a quick snapshot. We'll give you a quick snapshot of the languages and the tips on how to utilize them in your daily interactions. And um, that way you can sow love into your partner's emotions as it relates to your connection and your intimacy. Next, that too, don't think it does. Yeah, so let's start with words affirmation. You may consider this as a means to show your partners your appreciation or simply validate them. For instance, my wife used to place these little color-coded sticky pads on our kids' mirrors in the bathroom (laughs) and on their door. And so as soon as they woke up in the morning, they would see these things and it, it was definitely uh, you know, because uh, we, we still had two at home, uh, you know, one going to college and one in um, high, school. high school. 
And they both, you know, they both needed words of affirmation. That was their love language. Especially on days when they had a test and, you know, they were kind of biting their nails over that. Like, oh, it's tomorrow. You feel that angst. Yeah. 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 So uh, this would definitely brighten their day. And even for me, when I would leave to go on business trips, my wife used to always, and actually I look forward to it. So a couple of times when she didn't do it, I was like, hey, did you forget something? (laughs) But I do it. I'm the one who does it. You don't get to decide. But anyway, (laughs) um, you know, I I would go through, I would start unpacking my bag when I got to the hotel. And, you know, in the midst of everything, I would see a little, uh, she would have these little notes and envelopes and nice Every smelling, day of the week he was nice smelling gone. perfume and everything and had her little lipstick imprint on it. And it would letter it for each day. And each day I woke up in the morning, I did my meditation and all. And that was part of my meditation, reading her affirmations for me for that day. And I really, really look forward to it all, you know, each time I traveled. And like I, like she just said, you know, it was up to her to do it when she wanted to. But basically, um, you know, I, I would I would look forward. It was something for me to look forward to. So only thing I can say is I'm glad she was never mad at me when I left for the airport. <laughs> I even need a gun or something like that stuck in my bag. <laughs> anyway, since receiving gifts is my love language, my husband would listen when I would mention if I wanted a particular, I mean, an item, whatever that may be, whether it be a handbag or, I mean, just whatever. He would listen and would always surprise me with it. It showed that not only he recognized that that was my love language, but was attentive enough to get me what I wanted. And even sometimes like, stepping out of the box and going a step further to get me what he would like to see me have or wear or, you know, whatever. So it really worked out. I mean, there'd be times where I would be super surprised because, you know, he had taken it to another level. I so. never buy her clothes, though. She, she don't like me picking no, out the stuff. not the clothes, no. So this is where you live. Jewelry, <laughs> perfume, lingerie. You live right gotcha, there. Gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, quality time <laughs> is another love language that should not be overlooked. This is almost as large of a complaint that we receive as communication itself. Yeah, most men think that if they're in the same room with you for any amount of time, that they're spending quality time with you. Eh, sorry, fellas. No, but it doesn't work like that. Tell them, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she she put this back on me because I was that man that thought that just because we were together in the that. same room, same house, that we were spending quality yeah, no. time together. You know, I mean, hey, I was there, but. I had to realize that quality time wasn't doing those things that I thought was quality time. It was doing things that she wanted to do, not just me being present, but not present, so to speak. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> but anyway, you know, uh, in my, in my, not just assessment, but even when we counsel others, uh, we tell people that ca- uh, quality time should consist of establishing weekly date nights. Uh, doing projects together. We always recommend that people do projects together. Yeah. Even watching television shows that they would not normally watch. I mean, she used to hate to watch, uh, you know, the Marvel series. And I don't care. She's like, didn't you, didn't you just see this the other day? <laughs> I could sit through every last one of them over and over again and just watch them all day and all night. But anyway, um, so it works both ways. But it, But, you know, when you do this, you might not even realize it, but you know you'll end up liking or getting uh, hooked on a certain show that the other person like. Uh, 
have and have nots come to mind. See, to me. <laughs> we used to be like, okay, yes, we're watching it. Even Black Lightning, I like Black Lightning. It okay, shows with that. But I mean, this leads us to physical touch. Let's go to. Let's move on. Physical touch is to show someone whose love language is physical touch. You'll want to do these certain things. Give them kisses, not just on the lips. Try endearing kisses such as the nose, the forehead, the hand. And then always greet them with a hello kiss and certainly kiss them goodbye before leaving. Do that for sure. You don't want to just leave and not kiss goodbye. You never know, you know? And then when you hug them, this is my favorite because I'm a hugger. When you hug them, really hug them. Use both arms, wrap them around them and hold them close. Truly embrace them. And then Tell them what they should do on the first thing in the morning. Oh, yeah. With the hug. Okay, yeah. so when, okay, so this is what, we're giving away our tips here. So one of the things that we tell our, just one of the things we tell our clients that they should do, when they first wake up, greet each other with a hug. Don't say anything. Just reach for each other and hug and hold like 30 seconds. Just hold each other for 30 seconds. And then once you break that embrace, just look at them and say, good morning. Because oftentimes, how many times people go to work, they go wherever they're going for that day, and they'll have more interaction or more positive reading than they did with their, their mate when they were at home before they even left the house. So think about that. That's something to think about. And last but not least, always hold hands when you're out. Hold each other in lines. And then there's this remaining love language, which is acts of service. This is, um, this is when someone goes out of their way to meaningfully help and support the other person. When the initiative is taken, um, to ease someone of their responsibilities and their burdens. It helps them feel taken care of and it helps them feel safe and it helps them feel loved in return. In a nutshell, it's about it's about dedicated time and effort, you know, using that time and effort for that person. Basically, actions speak louder than words, so. Definitely. You know, this covers the five love languages and some examples of how to apply them in your own relationships. When we return from break, we're going to discuss misconceptions and violations of love languages. Right. Okay. We'll be right back. I'm so tired of your narcissistic personality. I'm tired of you not validating my feelings. What? What about when you cheated on me with my best friend? Mother. Whoa. Does this sound like you need help in resolving the most simplest of issues? I Forever Will Marriage Counseling has helped many couples overcome these challenges and many others. Contact us today at iforeverwill.com or call us at 346-349-6441. This episode of Love in Black with Tori and Terry is brought to you by... Gracie's Restaurant on Kirby Drive and the Carabas family of restaurants. If you would like to be a guest, sponsor, or advertise, contact us at info at loveandblackwithtoriandterry.com. And now, back to Houston's hottest relationship advice talk show, Love and Black with Tori and Terry. Hey, and welcome back. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms at Love and Black with Tori and Terry. Also, for marital relationship and individual counseling, go to iforeverwill.com. I tell you what, we haven't done this at all. It's our second show here. Since we're talking about the five love languages, how about this? What? How about the first five people that go to iforeverwill.com and fill in the contact us form and type in I love loving black. I love it. 
We're going to give away some Gracie's gift uh, certificates. Okay, that's, that's the move. That's yep, good. That's, that's the I move. love it, I love it, I love it. And as you guys heard from our announcements, Gracie's is uh, one of our sponsors. We yes. love Gracie's for sure. Love Gracie's, yes. That's a great idea, as we really want to start interacting with you and getting to know our listeners here at Praise and Magic. Maybe, you know, we've been talking about how to apply the love languages in our relationships, but what about the misconceptions of love languages? You know, one of the main misconceptions about love languages is that they're about how a person expresses love. That is so far from the truth. It is about how the person feels loved. There's a difference, y'all. Yep. The point is not to figure out how you most conveniently and effortlessly ooh, I can say that I know, good. Right? <laughs> express love, but how to make your spouse feel more valued. Yeah. Uh, it's so true. I mean, who doesn't want to feel valued, right? However, if you know and you allow this incompatibility between your love language to go unidentified, it can be a major source of tension in your relationship. I mean, and division. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, when what makes your partner feel most valued doesn't come across naturally to you, uh, simply having a label to put on that difference can make an improvement. Yeah. yeah. Another misconception, which really isn't a misconception that you need to be aware of, is that your primary love language is not only the most absolute way to make you know to make you feel loved it is also your biggest vulnerability it's where you are most exposed for someone to hurt you so you got to be really really careful take receiving gifts for instance it is relatively low on my love language assessment that means that receiving gifts simply does not matter all that much to me if someone i love expresses their feelings through receiving gifts then i'm unlikely to be sensitive to it as if they you know did so through physical touch which is my primary love language but on the flip side it's difficult to make me uncomfortable through receiving gifts if that makes any sense if someone i don't know showers me with gifts it's not especially unpleasant for me it isn't something that I'm not going to be like, you know, circling around thinking about all day long and marinating in the <laughs> uneasiness of it. But, um, you know, it's just something that, you know, something I deal with. But the thing is, it's not true for people who receive unwanted gifts, even though receiving gifts is their love language. Right. Sure. So, you know, it could really make them feel disturbed. So uh, it, it could backfire. Wow. So in essence, we need to be cognizant huh, of the opposite effect that may occur. That's interesting, baby. Yep. It, may give, um, it may give you an insight into who they are deep down, but it also gives you power over them in a sense which can be used for better worse exactly exactly so you know interesting <laughs> we've also been asked can a person's love language change and the answer oh, is yeah. it's yes you know but it may be in a sense that some tendencies of the other person could rub off on you resulting in a change to the way that you exhibit love and uh, you know an affection affection it's not unusual for our love for us to start mirroring our own partner's love language oh, so, yeah. Yeah, you know for sure and um I, I equate it to walking with somebody even though there's nothing physically wrong with you if that other person you're walking with has a limp then you're going to start just just walking with a limp for no particular reason that's deep 
but I mean, but it's true though. though. I mean, yeah, and it does. It's kind of that. I mean, just like you have your iron that sharpens iron. I mean, yeah. especially. I mean, there's so much with that. They say the couples start looking alike. You know, looking like relatives. After <laughs> I mean, but so what looking like the dog. Do? I know, right? I, I thought about that. I didn't say it out loud. I love you for saying it, and not me saying it. <laughs> but so, what can you do if you've noticed your love language has changed and your current relationship is affected by this alteration? I mean, ours it, has changed. We just took ours recently. Yeah. Ours has changed. You know, it, it all goes back to having a strong line of communication. One thing I would suggest and it to do is what my wife just uh, mentioned here. You know, we just recently retaken our love language assessment and um, it, it, they changed. You know, oh my God, it changed so much. They they they, they changed a lot, but it changed to me because I know that I still have gifts. But I mean, we have the same ones. Yeah, so I think words of affirmation used to be my top one, and uh, now it's physical touch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kind so, of like they switch. Yeah, they switch yeah. switch around. Yeah, so yeah, I would also suggest listening and observing so that you're tuned into what their love language might be at a given moment. That's huge at a given moment. This goes back to what we teach about emotional attunement and having a marital mindset in your relationship. Yeah. You want to have that mindset. Yeah. You know, I would also look at it like this. If you grow and change, your love language will grow and change as well. Absolutely. Yes. Also, as your relationship matures and revolves, your love language will as well. Yeah. So let's close out here by telling our audience how to cope with differing love languages. Just because you and your partner speak different love languages doesn't mean all bets are off when it comes to being in an awesome relationship. You know, I'm thinking here's how, how to cope if there's something being lost in translation. It's a, it's a frightening time because you're wondering what's happening here, we're off. And couples can sense when they're off. Mm -hmm. Know that every couple speaks the same, not every couple speaks the same love language. I'll say that again. Know that not every couple speaks the same love language. Although you may be with someone who speaks the same exact love language as you, the same can't be said for all couples. How we express and receive love is based on our past, present personalities. Yeah, you know, if you came from a family where love was expressed physically, then there's a good chance that, you know, you may, that may be your love language with your partner. If you didn't come from such a background, your idea of displaying love could be spending time together. Even if that time is spent watching TV, movie marathons or whatever for hours on end, you know, that's how you were brought up. So that's kind of you know, remember we talked about walking with the other person mm -hmm. with the hands on limp. You know, you're going to manifest those same uh, qualities as well. You know, I thought about it back when we were talking earlier about the hugs and the, you know, the physical touch. And, and we do have, we do have clients that struggle with um, being affectionate. Yeah. Not everybody is affectionate. Again, depending on your past experiences, you know. Definitely, you know, yeah. If so, you mean, were, I mean, it, this we say this all the time. This goes back to childhood. It does. You know, Absolutely. If, if your parents were not the type of parents that showed you affection, or if you had one person that showed affection but the other one didn't, you're going to gravitate to either one of those qualities. And we say this all the time. It's so true. And for those of you that, that, that aren't from the country, <laughs> I mean, uh, this just right here to explain I'm what listening. you can't get blood from a turnip really means, right? If it's not in you to give because it was never taught to you or you never learned it, you can't pull it true. out of you. Can't draw it out of you. This is it can, true. Things can be learned, but the, the the thing you have to learn is if you were never taught to be affectionate and loving toward others, 
when you become an adult, you just don't, it just doesn't automatically come Yeah, it come doesn't just you. come overnight. Yeah, and you know what, also too, this is good because you guys, I want you to express it. Be able to tell your main, be invulnerable with your main, being able to tell them that. Learn to compromise, you know, if that is something that you have that always had and they do need that, try to learn to compromise. Relationships are about compromise. Since you can't avoid compromise, then you need to play and give a take, a give and take kind of game. What this means is that you need to give into being more physical. If that's how your partner communicates their love, while they need to be more willing to perform acts of service, if that's your love language. Remember, if you don't learn to speak your partner's language, they won't feel loved and nurtured and vice versa. So yeah, compromise is the key here. You gotta learn to compromise, guys. Yeah, you also have to communicate what you need to feel loved. I tell yeah, our counselees all the time, I, you know, I tell them to look at each other at each other and ask, what do you need from me emotionally? You know, what do you need from me? I mean, that I'm not giving to you. And, uh, or what do you need that, that I'm not able to satisfy you with? Uh, and instead of going out looking for these in other places and all trying and, no, and, no. and, and yeah, it's a no, that's no, a no, no, you know, <laughs> that's what you guys should be doing. Asking yeah. each other those questions. My wife and I, we ask each other these, that, you know, the questions all the time, you know, and, what can I do for you today? Or what, you know, we used to say, we, and it was so funny because uh, we, we both learned it at the same time, but we didn't uh, tell it to each other. But one day uh, we were like, you know, how can I serve you today? Yeah, yeah. we got excited. <laughs> we learned it too, like, let's do it, let's do it. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean, you don't have to speak the love, the same love language to have a successful relationship. There are so many components to relationship and love language is just one of them, which is promising for those who don't speak the same love language. But a, while that's a great, it's great to hear and all, we still need to go back to the compromising factor of how to cope when you and your partner speak different love languages. You may need to speak the same language to have a great and healthy relationship but you do need to be willing to give a little on your end. So even if you don't speak the same love language, be willing to give a little on your end just as much as they need to be giving a little on their end just as well. Yeah, and accept that love languages may not change. While we can learn to speak the same love That's language, true. it doesn't change the fact that our love language is what it is. With that in mind, you need to be cognizant of what it takes for both of you and your significant other to feel love and adoration. And again, you can go back to the example I just used. Look at each other, just ask each other yeah. the question. You yeah. know, what do you need from me? Or what can I do from you? Yeah. So yes, you can learn, communicate, <laughs> compromise, and even tweak how you go about things for the sake of each other. But at the end of the day, if you and your partner speak different love languages, that's not gonna change. Realizing this sooner than later will make coping and communicating so much easier. Yeah, learn your partner. Learn, learn your, your partner. partner. Man, what a show. We've been yeah, talking about yeah. uh, this communication stuff. We hope that you're able to use these tools to help change and to help you establish effective communications in your relationships. Yes, you guys, we will see you next week right here on Praise and Magic. We love you. Make love, not war. See you soon. This episode of Love and Black with Tori and Terry is brought to you by Gracie's Restaurant on Kirby Drive and the Carabas family of restaurants. If you would like to be a guest, sponsor, or advertise, contact us at info at loveandblackwithtoriandterry.com.